You're listening to episode 195 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show when you shop at Amazon, Vegas.com, or Caesars Entertainment. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. All right, before Alistair blows up my spot, I'm going to totally own up to this right off the bat. So this is kind of the definition of instant karma. So we went to one of the greatest places that I've ever dined at outside of a, a Las Vegas establishment. It's called Flight. Alistair, can you explain to people what Flight is? Flight is a restaurant. It's kind of like a more of a like a, a tapas place, but it's more structured. So you can choose um, you know, three types of starter, three types of main course, and kind of three types of dessert. So it's just a really good mixture. So you get a little taste of everything, or you can go the full blown entree if you if you're like Mark and have you know, taste buds. Up next. Is it twelve year old now? It's getting older. So he has a you know a whole red snapper to himself, and, he, and he's happy with that. So, yeah, they literally do flights of everything, not just booze. We're talking salads, soups, entrees, desserts. It's a whole fucking thing. It, it's, it's phenomenal. Like, I, I, we've said before how this concept doesn't exist in Vegas yet is beyond mind-blowing. So, fast forward to the instant karma issue. Um, so, Karen, we're, we're in the car. We're getting ready to leave. Karen left her phone in the restaurant. And I gave her a shit ton of issue for it because, like, like oh, I gotta go. And I'm walking in, and I'm looking at the valley. But what's going on? And I go into, the, you know, to the uh, reception people, and go, what's going on? So I grab her phone. It's on the table. We hop in the car and we drive away. About five, ten minutes later, we get a call from the restaurant. Like, oh, we're just giving you a call. It, it, it seems you forgot your credit card here. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> So it was a very short-lived victory on that one. Right. <laughs> In five yeah. minutes of, I've got five minutes of gloating time. Right. Like, nope, no, buddy, you've got no minutes of gloating yeah, time. Yeah, uh, it was, it was, I was horrified. <laughs> but there it is, and I can't wait for you once again to visit Memphis so we can take you to this because being a fancy food eater as you are now, I'm supposed to blow your mind. That's cool. That sounds, it sounds great. I mean, I don't know who would ever want to do a flight of salad. That seems like a waste of good money. <laughs> but we have also discovered that the fickle na- nature of cereal. She'll take you anywhere she feels like taking right. you. Right. Like, take, take us home, Siri. Uh, let's go left. Yeah, we're, we're relatively convinced she gets bribed all the time. <laughs> like, uh, I hear you say fast this way, but I think you meant this way. <laughs> so how are you enjoying the States, Alistair? I'm, I'm having a great time, Tony. It's, it's my two-and-a-half-week vacation. I know you're, you're very, very jealous of the fact that I get two-and-a-half weeks 
off work to do travel like, for yeah, like two and a half Yeah, like eight times years. a year. It's called you, socialism. <laughs> <laughs> we need to rethink this capitalism. Maybe we should try this. Maybe we should try it sometime. <laughs> Uh, okay, well then, why don't we start the show? <laughs> I can't, I can't argue with you. <laughs> he's Mark. He's Alistair. I'm Tony, and we always start with Random Vegas. In the '70s, FedEx CEO Fred Smith saved the company when he turned his last five thousand dollars into thirty-two thousand by playing blackjack in Vegas. We got that from at Vital Vegas. <laughs> That's it, it, it's almost unbelievable, but. So Vegasy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. What? What's, I mean, that's like one of those stories that you always think, wouldn't this make for a good story? <laughs> okay, that was lame. Sorry. Like how? Yeah, how haven't they made this into a movie at this point? <laughs> All right, let's move into the twit pick of the week. To quote a loyal listener at Hollywood Thirty One, quote. We all know this is winning. Just announce it now. Can't beat this view, and it's one of Mark's favorite, unquote. It's true. This may be the money shot of the Vegas Strip landscape views from at TI Vegas. Treasure Island, no matter what Mr. Ruffin does to her, will forever have one of, if not the most breathtaking and 360 Vegas show inspiring views. In 50 years, when she is employed, I may shed a tear, but then get really excited because hopefully it will be run by someone who isn't the world's greatest dirt ball merchant in the history of lottery winners. Yeah, that's a nice shot. That's a really nice picture. It's funny. We we had a, a TI view win a few weeks ago, and I'm like, oh, can we do it again? I'm like, yes, because this is the better version of the picture that won. <laughs> Alistair, have you ever stayed at TI? Yeah, many of them. What was it? 2006, it would have been. So, yeah, the experience. But I have the other view. Kind of <laughs> so I was looking the ass end of the strip. <laughs> I was looking over the still alive Stardust and the soon to be imploded Desert Inn kind of thing. So I had the opposite in Circus Circus, of course. So it was all sad. <laughs> at least it's better than it is now, where it's just like rubble from yeah. between here and you know, there and Circus yeah. Circus. But it's, I have, yeah, I have a, a, a one memorable shot at sunset of the North Strip as it falls into obscurity. <laughs> dripping with irony. Right. All right. Well, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google Plus, and Twitter. Let's move into the news. So we've got the price of fame. Once again, proving that sometimes that 15 minutes of fame just isn't enough, or perhaps that he was an, an even bigger piece of shit than everyone thought he was based on his actions, if that's possible. Frank Panzica, the tool that got busted for having sex on the high roller while in town to get married to his fiance, who he had known for two months and believed may have been pregnant by another man, was killed in Houston this week. And against all odds, the story got even more fucked up. Quoting the RJ, because I couldn't rephrase it any better. Panzika, 27, was shot and killed at 5 a.m. inside his fiance's vehicle after leaving Vivid, a strip club where she works as a dancer, unquote. Apparently the two suspects who are in custody were in the club with Panzika, 
At the end of the shift, Panzeca pulled the car up to the curb, and his fiance left the club. She got into the passenger seat, and at the same time, the two assailants got in the back seat and said, quote, you need to come clean, then shot him several times with a handgun. The perps then got out of the back seat, robbed the two, and pulled Panzeca's body out of the driver's seat before driving away. Once police caught the people we, for some reason, refer to as suspects, they confessed to the robbery and murder of the cabin boy. They didn't refer to him as a cabin boy, I did. Uh, and, <laughs> and it's believed that the high roller incident is actually connected to his murder, at least inadvertently. Apparently, Panzeca was overheard telling anyone who would listen to him what he did on the high roller in Vegas, as well as bragging about how much money he was getting from the various interviews he was getting from said incident. One of the people who would listen was the strip club's shoe shiner, who just happens to be one of the people arrested for the crimes. Doing anything they could to keep the story going, the RJ interviewed the dead dipshits One Revolution stand partner on the high roller, who revealed the shocking truth that the two haven't been in contact since their sticky quickie. She said, I haven't even added him on Facebook. <laughs> Thank you, RJ, for the three sentences of no fucking shit information. I, there are many ways I thought this would have gone. <laughs> this dead is not one of them. I love the fact that the strip club has a shoe shiner. <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive. That's, that is a classy, classy. That is a high-end place. Let's not, let's not, l- listen, we make jokes. That's, that's real. That's quality. <laughs> so if you're in Houston... Vivid's the strip club for you. <laughs> I'm sure that that's a, the first thing a stripper's looking for. It's like well-maintained shoes. <laughs> if they can af- if they can afford the money to get their shoes shined, I bet you they're bigger tippers. Right? See, you're not thinking about the fanciness of the people in attendance, Alistair. I think you're discounting this. <laughs> I think the, the, the biggest shock of this story for me is like I didn't realize that cunnilingus could prove fatal. It's a warning for all of us, I think. <laughs> Be careful what happens. If you go down, you could go down as well. <laughs> did, it, did Does it really surprise anybody that this fucking idiot would tell anyone who would listen, like, look what I did. I'm all famous. I'm famous. Look what I did. Like, you fucking idiot. Someone should kill you. <gasps> it happened! Yes! <laughs> oh, gods, gods, thank you. You know what I wondered? It, 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 so the, the woman that he was going to marry who he found out was pregnant and he suspected from another man. Thought was, yeah. Was she not actually pregnant? Nope. Nope. She was just uh, exceptionally hungover, which she would have thought being morning sickness <laughs> or something is what I'm assuming. She, she basically had oh what she God, thought. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Yeah, she basically thought were, were uh, morning sickness symptoms. And no, no, she was just sick from, you know, the cum she had guzzled or the various <laughs> amounts of booze she consumed. Whatever. Whatever. She ingested something that made her tummy upset. Okay, okay. Because when I when I read this story, reread this story, I thought, God, was she swinging around a pole with her belly all banging up against you? think the baby's in there like, hey, ho, hey. No. All right, well, Alan Vegas lives, at least on paper. Yeah, so James Packer's dream to build in Vegas has not died yet. Or at least he's filed plans with Clark County for approval to build, just in case he can actually raise the money. Thanks to friend of the show, at Melts Vegas, article on Travels Orc, we have the details of yet another project that will never see the light of day. 
Unfortunately, they don't have any renderings to share of said dream, so you're going to have to use your mind's eye on this one. The plan is for a luxury boutique experience in an attempt to offer a more personal experience as opposed to what the mega resorts across the street can offer guests. That being said, don't expect them to build another Cromwell because their plans call for a two-hotel tower totaling 1,100 rooms. Tower 1 will be 26 stories tall and feature about 900 rooms. Tower 2 will be for the fancy people. Those will be the real luxury experiences. They come in uh, as it will stand 17 stories tall and feature 188 rooms as well as six bungalow slash suites. Plans are for a pool and a man-made lake to be located in between the two towers to separate the people. Like, no, 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 you get on that side of the lake. <laughs> Literally the unwashed masses right. have to go through the lake. So it's, they're basically building a moat. Is that right. what you're telling me? It's like, you know, no, only the royalty can stay here. That's you like, right. yeah. know, know your place. Will they have, like, burning tar okay. pouring from the top of the it's building? It's not confirmed, but it's believed. <laughs> <laughs> Tower 2 is also going to have their own additional private pool. Interestingly enough, it's the casino that will be the true boutique experience. Plans are for a casino less than 30,000 square feet or about the size of Four Queens Casino or twice the size of Cromwell. Wynn and Encore, by comparison, across the street are four times the size of what Alon's planning. Now, the rest of this is going to sound all too familiar and kind of boring, so let's go into the speed round. It's going to have 84,000 square feet of convention space, a showroom, bars, restaurants, nightlife, retail on the strip, green space for events. Uh, I, I think these plans, once again, confirm that when 360 Vegas says stuff, people, people listen. Is what this boils down. We, we spoke of the boutique experience, and I think Alon's like, <gasps> can we make a drawing of that? Can we, can we, can we, file, a, can, can we file an idea there? Problem is, they usually ignore us. But <laughs> oh, I see what you mean by the italics now. This will never. Oh, yeah, you yeah, you've ruined gotcha. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a joke there that you knew the answer <laughs> to, and you ruined it. God damn it! I'm so frustrated. <laughs> Does he write in italics for you, Tony, all the time? Is it like laugh at this bit? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> like... yeah, actually, he really should include the the uh, italicized jokes in here, Maybe. just so that I'll know when I'm supposed to laugh. Like the applause stuff. It's like a big sign, guys. Yes. Clap now. Other, otherwise, it's like, now. that was a joke. And I'm like, oh, well, pause it and restart. So that's going to do it for episode 195. <laughs> <laughs> see, the, see this, the slight drawback of, of podcasting in the same room as him. I can see the dirty looks he's throwing me <laughs> across the, the... Laugh, you fucker, the, laugh. <laughs> across this beautifully designed Vegas suite he has in his own house with the, like the, the infinity pool running, running down one side. Like and the, uh, the, the $2.50 chip from the Horseshoe Tunica. I hate you so much. You ruined so many special things. You ruined them. <laughs> you literally just pissed all over right. his wall. It meant so much to me, and you ruined it. <laughs> Smeared feces all over it. All right, so this is actually pretty exciting. Uh, this I look forward to, an actual self-check-in expansion. Thank you for clarifying that the last story was horseshit that you didn't give a fuck about, so... My pleasure. Uh, the, uh, the RJ is reporting that Caesars Entertainment's self-check-in kiosk pilot program is just wrapping up at Caesars Palace, the link in Flamingo. It was so successful that they plan to have them, or to add them to all their properties in Vegas by the end of the summer, as well as add more to their pilot locations. Caesars president of hospitality said the feedback from guests was overwhelmingly positive. The plan was to not have anyone wait any longer than 15 minutes 
and during sometimes of the day and week, they were waiting half that time. The pilot program was for more than just determining if the program would work, but also work out any of the kinks. Now the kiosks are running at 88% success rates and read up to 120 forms of ID. The process is so intuitive that if someone checks in early and the room isn't ready, the system will process the transaction, assign a room, and inform the guests when it's ready so they can then return to a kiosk and get the room key. That's not all. If you booked your reservation via Caesars.com or the Total Rewards mobile app, you have the ability to check in via your mobile phone or computer and just proceed to the kiosk to get your key when your room is ready, or you have the ability to make reservations, purchase tickets to a show, as well as even the high roller. Caesars is already starting to look at similar technology for poolside service, allowing wait staff to input food and drink orders on a mobile device to another member of the team. You know, what, you know what's kind of funny? Like, we know where this is going, right? You radio to somebody and then they come out. We're like, yeah, we've all been to Tunica. We know how it works. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't understand what you're researching. It works. We know, you, you fucking know it works. We've been to those problems. Overall, the idea is to prevent guests from having to wait basically for anything. I'm fucking thrilled. If, if I never have to speak to another person I don't want to for the rest of my life, that, that'll be a relatively happy life for me. I mean, I now obviously I still deal with all the self-loathing, but it's, in that aspect, it's going to be better. I think in this case, surely the tag should have been, it was so successful, we now can get rid of more front desk staff and employ fewer people. Right. Because we can put machines over here that aren't going to be in unions, right. demand wage breaks, smoke breaks, etc. And then, it, and then increase know, the resort fee, like, this is more of a convenience fee for you. True. But we don't give a shit about you foreign tourists who can't use their cell phones in Vegas. It's so like, you can just stand there and queue over there to do the, to the one check-in person. Right, It's exactly. going to take you two hours to check in because you're foreign. <laughs> I thought about that. Like, they talk about like 120 forms of ID. Of like, so are those, are those licenses in None each 50 states and then like, like just regular IDs None in those states? <laughs> None of which are passports. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, the uh, uh, my wife and I went and stayed at Planet Hollywood over just, you know, that, that week between Christmas and New Year's, and they had this alleged, you know, online check-in, which was true. I mean, I was able to check-in, but I still had to go to the front desk, give them my ID, give them my credit cards. I mean, it saved, I, actually, no I don't time. know that yeah. it actually saved any time whatsoever. This is fantastic. Yeah. Truly, it's this is fantastic. My only concern is they're just not going to have enough of the kiosks, or inevitably, they're going to have, let's just say, six kiosks, but four of them will have a piece of paper over saying, we're sorry, but this one's currently shut down and out of service. But this is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. I'm actually surprised it's taken until 2016 for this technology to finally be around. This seems like this should have been around for at least 10 years now. Well, it's like you can now enter the country using self-service machines, you know, with your passport. I I can now, yeah, more for you. Get into this country. <laughs> I go to a t- you know a kiosk at immigration, put my passport in, do my fingerprints, get a little card printed off, and kind of whisk straight through security. So you know, well, if, super. you know, so <laughs> all right. So if it's a if it's a, a route for terrorists to get into the country, then surely it's good enough for hotels. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, listen. We're not really sure. I understand Homeland Security. We're not really sure. It's big. It's Vegas. <laughs> it's, it's another level. I understand the rest of you guys. <laughs> National security and whatever. <laughs> Hello to the NSA that's now listening to our podcast. I know, right? Uh, we welcome on you, listeners. Right. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, 
we're, we're here all week. Right. <laughs> all right, so we've got some de Nazarafera de. Oh, I knew you. Nazarafera, Fera Fowler. Nazarification. De Nazarification. Yes. What is that about? Trademark. Trademark. Vital Vegas is reporting that SLS continues to rid itself of the SBE brand and will be closing Koo Noodles and Umami Burger at the property. That leaves only Clio, which, along with Bizarre Meat, appear to be the only dining success stories at SLS. SLS is expected to start offering more value-oriented food options in an attempt to lure locals and low rollers, just as Sahara did when they existed. In fact, a food court similar to the one at the Palms is said to be in the planning stages. Now, you two are fans of SLS. How would you put a food court in that location? Because it's like the, the... I can see where upstairs where they have the hidden buffet place that died within about... It's more the stillborn <laughs> buffet place. <laughs> that kind of... It's like, oh, it lived for three months and then kind of, right. oh, sorry, we're just going to shut this down. So there's kind of space upstairs, but you've got, you know, next to each other, you've got, you know, Kunoodle, I think the, the sushi place as well, which presumably is going. Yeah. Uh, what's happening with the pizza? The, so the pizza was at the 550? 550. From my understanding, that's still there, but that's not an SBE it's, property, it's, so it's yeah. not yet. Yeah, so, yeah, how you knock that through to make kind of a, a, a food court thing, I don't quite get it. So I, I, I don't know. And, and, and to be honest, the story said that it's it's literally in the planning yeah. stages, but it's it, what I think is the most interesting is that basically Sierra had, they had a con, like this, this is the market we're catering to, and SBE is like, no. This is what we're going to do. And then, you know, fast forward a year and a half later, like, okay, this is what we have to do. <laughs> yes, exactly what we're going to do. But, uh, so, I mean, I, Koo Noodle is great. I mean, I had lunch there a couple of times, and mm. I'll be sad to see Koo Noodle go of those. Of the other ones, meh, not so much. But, yeah, it's a shame about Koo Noodle. Yeah. Tony doesn't care. <laughs> uh, I never ate at any of them, so... I, I tried to know. eat a mommy burger. Yeah. Well, that's it. well, that's probably why it's like... Yeah, you piss Mark off, so you're done. You're I, know, I know. How great would it be to think that I have that kind of pull? <laughs> like going, do you hear what you did to Mark at 360 Bay? Fuck all of you. We're not, we're not shopping. Like, oh, I'm pretty important. You guys should know that. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Because, again, if they're putting the was it the W Tower into where the Lux is, and so right. if, you, if you've got other outside influences, how is that going to shape that property from, from what, it, you know, conceptually it was the L.A. in Vegas kind of right, style of place? Right. Once that goes away, how we appear, and they're still currently doing like the local special offers, and you know the different days. It's like happy hour at the, the locations and the bars. If you're local, what else are they going to try and do to kind of change that once they've you know, de-branded it? I, I'll be honest with you. I, I think their concept is a monstrous failure. I, I don't see how it's going to work at all. Well, if you look at the clubs, I mean, again, the term, yeah. one of the with the, the there's life, you know, not life. How ironic! I know, life right? died <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> just, just, just call it death and get right. it done. So I think that's been turned like into a pool area. So yeah. they're kind of you know ripping that out. But I think you know, the, the Sayers Club you don't hear an awful lot about, and then the, you know the other place. So it's kind of like well, conceptually, it just didn't work from from the original concept. Well, and I think that's that's why people like me kind of take a little bit of. Uh, and I, and I hate to see anything fail in Vegas. You're talking all. about Schadenfreude. Right. Yes, I am talking about Schadenfreude. But it, it, I, I kind of enjoy that they failed simply because it, it's it's like we were like, well, so what? You're going to try and do that there, but that doesn't work. Look at the market research. Look at everything that's ever happened. They're like, no, it's going to work. But all right, okay. I mean, I don't. Can I see your data, your research data? Because I don't, I don't really get it. Like, it's, it's just going to work, and then it fails. Like. 
Oh, so we were wrong, and you were just idiot. Oh, I get, I get it now. So you were the idiot. So it's I like, got we'll, it. We'll sell our brands off anyway. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, I mean, ultimately, we've said it before. You know, you don't want to see any property fail. So, but from my understanding, they are making a, a go of it. They're just, they're basically renovating themselves back into Sahara. <laughs> Reposition. <exactly. Right. laughs> it's a nicer version. All right, so there's a Cirque de Mind Freak. All right, continuing to distance themselves from the production, it was announced this week that Chris Angel's Cirque Show Believe at the Luxor is refreshing itself, adding new illusions and tweaking the productions as has been common. However, the largest change is when it reopens, it's going to have a new name, Mind Freak Live. For those of you unaware, Mind Freak is the name of the Magicians On Again, Off Again TV show slash TV specials thing. In the fashion he has become known for, he has scooped up a chick from someone and added her to his collection. Chloe Crawford, most famously known for her time on Britain's Got Talent, has been in Vegas for a while. She's been married to wacky-haired magician Murray Sawchuck for three years as an assistant, and she was also a dancer in the topless show Fantasy at Luxor. It was reported that her infidelity started the moment anyone who could be considered more famous than Murray would pay any attention to her. <laughs> So first with Simon Cowell, the host of Britain's Got Talent, and now Chris Angel. Not only will she be Angel's new assistant in the Mind Freak Live show, they are also said to be dating. The divorce papers she filed last month stated that she wanted custody of the couple's three chihuahuas. Something she is very distraught or still in her ex-husband's care. Believe is closing after 3,000 performances on May 11th. Then it will go into a four-week hiatus and reopen June 23rd as Mind Freak Live. Yes, that is minus the Cirque brand. It's not going to be a Cirque show anymore. However, nobody told Cirque. Because if you go to Cirque.com and look for shows, they're still selling appearances to believe through July 1st. <laughs> Oops. So to, does that mean the show's been circumcised? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Cir Cir circumcised? That's clever. Uh, look at it. Rim wow, shot. that's... That's smart humor right That's there. That's what's known as British humor right there. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So it's above us. We'll get it. We'll it get it in a few years. Eventually. So I suppose, <laughs> I mean, so this, this assistant, what's it, Chloe Crawford, it's like, well, so what first attracted you to the millionaire, yeah. <laughs> Chris Angel? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, she, she is apparently, from everything I've read, your basic gold-digging whore. That's <laughs> what it boils down to. <laughs> She's just fake and plastic as, as her profession is. <laughs> Beauty and as what? God, you're good, Tony. You're good. Okay, I'm not sure if this is really cool or if I just want to push. 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 Shut up. Push or punch? Yeah. I, I was looking for yeah. punch. Push, push will work. Push will work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to contact Chris Santos physically of <laughs> job fame in the face. Details regarding his new Beauty and Essex location at Cosmopolitan were shared this week by Vegas Eater. It will be located in the space formerly home to Kumaka and include a patio. Comme ça. Who cares? C'est français, monsieur. See, now that I know it's French, I really don't care. Yeah, yeah. Now, 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 I, 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 I want to think of a way to pronounce it wrong even more. You're just gonna say just comme ça. But I think what I, but I think what I did, I'm like, it's no, no, you did it. You, you pretty much covered it. <laughs> anyway, the space is also going to include a patio overlooking the strip. Just like its New York location, its frontage will be styled slash appear to be a pawn shop. You will then walk through the faux pawn shop into the Pearl Lounge featuring a custom chandelier made of thousands of draped pearls. Next up, the Mirror Bar with a DJ and a gold DJ booth. 
Lastly, guests walk through a corridor with 40-foot-long screened walls made up of framed vintage lockets to arrive to one of the three dining rooms that will handle accommodations up to 230 people. Chef Santos plans to serve some of the dishes already available in his New York location, as well as some of the items that will only be available in Vegas. Yet another thing happening to coincide with 360 Vegas Vacation 3, Beauty and Essex is set to open May 16th. They plan to be open daily from 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. Listen, I'm not going to say that we're a trendsetter, but people do what we'd say. <laughs> I think that's clear. <laughs> so that's an, another place Tony will never set foot in. It, it, frankly, we're working on it, it. it sounds over the top um, obnoxious to begin with. With the I totally uh, agree with you. faux pawn shop, the draped pearl chandelier. Tony, I'm not going to lie to you. 40-foot-long screened-in walls of framed lockets. What the hell? Tony, I'm not going to lie to you. It literally took me 40 minutes to start writing this this story. Like, And the only way I was able to do it is go, okay, I might just want to kill this guy. I hate him so much. But here's the fucking story. <laughs> I, I get... I get the the narrative. I get the story narrative. I get that it's clever in that way, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just not fancy. Because that space has been empty for quite a while. I mean, Comstar closed ages ago, so yeah. they've obviously been trying to figure out what to do with it. I mean, I am impressed with what Cosmo is doing for their their revamp, but yeah, that it's yeah. So is it going to be a brasserie? Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's going to be pompous is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be Comcar, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it could. <laughs> Whole new take on the Cosmo and what that's they're doing right. here. I might visit it under those circumstances. Right. <laughs> All right, so tell me about the celebrity brands at restaurants. This week's, ooh, cool. Oh, it's never going to happen. Uh, Vegas Eater reported that the company behind the expansion of Cantor Deli into Vegas is developing a new concept they've named Celebrity Brands Restaurants. They are working in conjunction with CMG Worldwide, who handles the licensing for more than 300 dead celebrities or people that you would have to Google to find out that they are still alive. <laughs> and by the licensing, they mean the likeness rights, including holograms. First up, the Betty Page Bar and Fashion Store and Tattoo Parlor. If you don't know who she is, ask her Plans for this concept are for the biggest attraction, most in need of more signature attractions, the Link Promenade. The concept is a 50s-themed bar filling a 1,500-square-foot space in the second quarter of 2016. However, a designated space and or signed lease have yet to be announced. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> plans it are... sounds so, so far so good, yeah. Right. <laughs> Regardless of that, plans are to expand on the theme. <laughs> And move into MGM Grand. They're planning on putting up an apparel store, uh, which is really kind of weird that you would have a dining establishment in one company, and then in the competing, you're going to put the apparel shop. But uh, well, and not even next door. I mean, like, like a half a mile away. Right. It's like I mean, to to the point where we've had to be like Betty Page, like. Well, as long as we're getting a Mother Teresa tea towel store, that's all I care about. (laughs) So. Uh, again, the, the store, uh, the, the concept here is that they're going to be page-inspired dress, lingerie, bridal gown, swimwear, and shoe store. That's planned to open in the third quarter of 2016, once again, with no actual contract in place. These people are really bold with, no, like, nothing to back it up. Now, next on the docket, 
the James Dean Hollywood Grill, planned for Luxor, or maybe a village we don't report things about on this show. So let's let's assume it's Luxor, so we can keep talking about it. Plans are for a 500-seat, 50s-themed, quote, gourmet-style barbecue restaurant complete with an interactive, life-size hologram of James Dean. I, listen, maybe I just don't know James Dean at all, but the idea of, of a giant hologram James Dean serving you barbecue... I, I'm 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 kind of I'm I'm at a loss. I'm confused. I don't I don't know where they're going with it. Is it, will he be wearing a seatbelt? I don't know. Is this kind of? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, remember kids? That'll be his reoccurring theme every time you eat. Are you guys enjoying your food? Are you doing what? Don't forget to buckle up. Buckle up yeah. every trip. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like him and Princess Di going. Buckle up, kids. <laughs> Once all of these things are huge successes, they plan to open up an Amelia Earhart Aviators restaurant in the <laughs> McGarren Airport with a 30s-themed burger bar featuring a holographic Amelia with appearances by other celebrities of her time, a.k.a. celebrities of her time that CMG owns the rights to. <laughs> Except, and here's the best part, the food never actually shows up. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> All right, so back to the reason why, as cool as this would be, it might never happen. This entire concept plan, uh, or they, they plan to utilize the EB-5 foreign investment program to fund it. Now, this is the program whose only success, if you can call it that, is SLS Vegas, <laughs> and whose failures include Lucky Dragon, Alon, and Resorts Worlds. <laughs> now, I suppose there's a chance that this would be more successful simply because you don't need to raise nearly the kind of cash you need to raise to open a, a, a resort, a casino, hotel, resort. But... <laughs> I think it's like, I think you need to forget EB-5 money and just go for ISIS money. That's, that's, that's the people, that's, those, are the, those are the kids that are making money these days. <laughs> it's like a bit of dodgy oil on the side. Yeah, we can, we can ship a few for the <laughs> Build your resort, yeah, we can... Uh... I love... They're, I love where their heart is. I don't see that any of these ever happen in shame, the history of Shame ever. is no brain. <laughs> it's like it's all, it's, this, this project is all hard. It's just no brain. <laughs> uh, but, but on top of it, it's like how bold they are. We're going to do this in the second quarter. But like, are, you are? Because I don't see anyone who's, who's approved this. No, trust us. Trust us. It's going to happen. I think to Tony's point, it's like having an Amelia Hart in a, as an airplane <laughs> restaurant. I know, right? It's kind of important. It's, it's kind of it. it's like having like a, a Titanic restaurant at a you know a seaport essentially. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's not really what you're looking for here, is it? Maybe someone who got to the other side, perhaps. Right. <laughs> the service is really slow, but you understand. <laughs> All right. Well, this one, this one, this one. This one's exciting. Yes. Nacho Daddy on the Strip. Right, Come this, on. Yeah, this program has long surpassed the four-hour erection limit dick pills have warned required medical intervention for the concept of Nacho Daddy on the Strip. And this latest article, once again by Vegas Eater, hasn't helped. Long reported to be setting up shop in the Bally's Grand Mistake. Vegas Eater is re <laughs> Vegas Eater is reporting that Nacho Daddy has signed a lease to set up shop in Planet Hollywood's Miracle Mile shops. Planned to be a two-level space with outdoor dining, Nacho Daddy will be setting up shop next to the planned Buffalo Wild Wings 
anchoring the space on Harmon Avenue. Sadly, no word on when this dream will actually become true, but from what I read, this will happen. It's not the speculation that we've heard. Well, considering the competition like Cabo Wabo, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you want a decent nacho. I know, we this, have, we have this edible yucky, food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's tolerable over here. <laughs> I'm oh, over the moon over this. And, and Tony's a, a, you're a big fan of uh, Nacho Daddy, aren't you, Tony? I am. Aloha. Thank you. <laughs> Aloha, motherfucker. All right, so Mr. Vegas returns. <laughs> All right, oh, whoa, hold on. Can we we got to go into the Aloha thing. For fuck's sake, I'm like, what's going on here? I'm lost. What, what are we doing? I don't get it. I would rather we didn't. I will tell you. <laughs> let's, let's just say that's, that that's especially for anybody who attended Vegas 360 Vegas 2. That's right. And you you got to be there to appreciate the humor and the jokes that the come 360 from 360 Vegas Vacation 3. Brilliant. For all this kind of private content. Fair enough. That's right. Fair enough. That's right. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Mr. Vegas returns. It's being reported that Wayne Newton has signed a deal with Caesar Entertainment to become a resident performer again. However, oh, Wainiacs will need to take their heart pills because this won't be the singing gig that you're expecting. Instead, it's going to be more of a story time with Uncle Wayne and his adventures in Vegas all those years. That being said, he does plan to sing two songs. No word what property Caesars plans to put him in, but considering Bally's just closed Jubilee, Bally's is considered the most likely location. No word when his production will begin. I gotta say, him performing and singing, I don't give a shit about. Him talking about being in Vegas all those years, oh, fuck yeah, I'm interested in that. But it's like, look, if Britney doesn't have to sing, why should like, Wayne, <laughs> just get yourself a goddamn backing track. Right. Move your lips. Come on, Wayne. Move your lips. <laughs> yeah, that's all. You know, it's like, nobody cares. I think the problem is his last plastic surgery doesn't, it doesn't provide oh, him the benefit of being Jesus. able to move his lips. Just, just get a few yeah. people to drag you around the stage a bit, you know. He literally, <laughs> get yourself a little wheelchair. Does and just he like not look, I, I, you guys have to know what I'm talking about. Does oh, he yeah. not look like a burn victim? Yeah. Like a yeah. severely yeah. bad burn victim. It's so... Yeah, well, that's too fun. bad. That's yeah. I mean, it really is. Dude was a good-looking dude. It's funny. See, I think this is the this is the benefit of growing old. As you as you grow older, your eyesight fails. You think you look perfectly fine. Everybody's like, you you, you go to the bathroom every morning and go, yeah, I look great today. Right. You meet twenty-year-old people and go, fuck, what happened to you? <laughs> and his wife constantly goes, honey, I can't find your glasses. I don't know whether. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, fine. Just just. Just grow old disgracefully. That's my motto. Uh, yeah, I just it, embrace your wrinkles for fuck's sake. My God, don't don't pin your face to the back of your head. Just... Oh God, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like if somebody just smacked him upside the back of his head, his whole face would just sag like a stroke victim. I mean, what would happen if you went through this whole airbag incident that you did, Tony? I mean, we'd never recognize him. They'd be like, they'd be like, it's like if he got T-boned from the side, you know, literally. It'd come out the thing, it's like the nose where his ear was, was ear where the back of his head. I was thinking about that. If he got into a head-on, we might recognize him again. <laughs> he just falls forward like, oh my gosh, Wayne! <laughs> Excuse me, sir, you need to be impacted from the right now because you've been impacted from the left. This is going to be uncomfortable, sir, but it's necessary. <laughs> 
You know, I, uh, going back to the story, though, Mark, I agree with you 100%. I, I'm not really a waniac, and so his music wouldn't mean a thing to me. But I bet the stories of just him growing up, because wasn't he like 16 or 17 well, he was when he was baby. discovered? And Absolutely. He was a little kid. So much that we, like, luckily for him, he had he had that, that prepubescent, high-pitched voice when, when he first did Don Shane and made his big hits. And then luckily for him, as he went through puberty, he still had a singing voice. He just had to... You know, relearn his pitch, so yeah. he can recount all those stories of sauna molestation. Basically, <laughs> is that what you're saying? He's like, I was molested by Frankie. I listen, molested. listen, I don't judge his his past. I just want to hear about it. That's right. I, want, I, I bet you the stories would be for, just fantastic. For my I, own I'll, I'll look into that. I'll look into that. I might, I might actually go. You know how I feel about going to see shows in Vegas. Sorry, that was the. <laughs> Holy crap! What's going on over there? <laughs> That's, that's pretty much par for this show, right there. <laughs> that's uh, the sound of a court coming out of the out of the uh, Four Roses uh, single barrel bourbon bottle. Oh, that's I've hot. Got here. That's sexy right there. Uh, so, Alistair, I understand from your tweets you're a big fan of Buffalo Trace bourbon. Yes, I had a very very delightful barman in uh, Chicago, who, when I was explaining, saying, "Well, after getting so, why the hell are you in Chicago in March?" And I said, "Well, I'm here for Tony." And he said, "Tony," and I was like. You mean Tony Snyder? Say, yeah, Tony Snyder. <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah, I know that dude. He's great. So, uh, yeah, we're going, we're going going around to all these distilleries <laughs> next weekend. So, you know, Who I, I knew, I, Tony? I, I Who knew? I recommend going to Buffalo Trace. So he very kindly poured me a very large measure of Buffalo Trace, which I was very grateful for. And it certainly came across in your text or in your uh, tweets. I was like, "Oh, Alistair's oh, he's getting lit up on bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> right. it's bourbon fun tonight." You can always tell when some of us, like I know I'm one of them. You're one of them too. Tony's one of them. Where you can tell when somebody's been drinking. You're like, "This guy doesn't normally tweet this much." <laughs> bourbon times riesling. Right. It's, it's you know it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. Well, that's going to do it for news. Why don't we move into prop bets? For those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but just with bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, just in time for March Madness, Westgate announced a new smoking ban in their newly remodeled sports book, except for designated areas like the sports book bar and where the slots start in the casino. The sports book director reported that only one complaint has been received thus far, but they're sure probably going to have an 80% dip in business. That's just a personal. I was answer. shocked, and maybe I'm—I just can't wrap my head around. Maybe maybe the sports better isn't a smoker, because they're in very highly fit athletic shape. Being sports fans, <laughs> right? It's like you're into sports, and you're just like right. Yeah, all they complain about like is a, like there needs to be more treadmills here. Yeah, like a, it's ridiculous. They're like po- coiled panthers, aren't they? Like I'm losing my poised. pump. All right, I'm watching the game, but I'm losing my pump. <laughs> Can I get some whey? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 listen, this got to be a March Madness thing, right? Like, everybody's just amped to do it or whatever. Like, I, I listen, if it works, that's great. Maybe, maybe sports, and, and maybe it's because I look at the three of us and I'm like, yeah, we don't really care about sports betting. I'm not really worried about it. Unless it's hockey of the ice, we don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> Coming soon to Las Vegas. <laughs> that's how I need to sell it for the fancy crowd. Hockey of the ice. <laughs> <laughs> To, I have to thank John Williams for keeping that joke going. It's like, nope, it's still got life in it. Well, it's like it we, still well, has it, life in it. Yeah, it, like we forget about it. Like, oh my God, I forgot about it. I'll get the ice. <laughs> so, 
soon, soon to be celebrating its first birthday. Right. <laughs> You're up next, Hampson. Am I reading stuff out here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, now it's oh, time to it. fucking do, do some do, work, oh. dick. I thought I was just here taking the piss out of everybody. Yeah. Well, no, you uh. are, but then make some effort, you fucking prick. <laughs> taking some piss out of people? Yeah. Is that what you said? <laughs> taking, taking the piss out of people. That, that, that's how the English say teasing you. I've got, do you like yeah, my from the hose? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't Phrasing. Phrasing. Right, phrasing. <laughs> I've introduced Alistair to Archer. <laughs> it's, it's a good job I haven't been drinking and I'm not wearing my glasses because I'm not going to be able to see anything at this point. Jesus Christ. So, oh, here we are. So, Sheldon Adel, son. Why do you have to You're That's such awesome. a dick. You always do this. Yes, there's a space in there. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I do a thousand characters in this fucking episode? Yes, I did. And more. So hinted in an interview. Actually, three thousand, according to fucking thing. Okay, so just read it, Dick. He hinted in, in <laughs> hinted in an interview with Fox News that they are considering adding another thousand rooms to their already seven thousand available at the Venetian Palazzo Vegas. The innuendo alludes to finally moving forward with the completion of the expansion that has literally been under wraps, boom, since the economy crashed and they mothballed the St. Regis condo tower idea. We're talking about this at, uh, at dinner uh, today, that they're finally going to move forward with that, but isn't it mind-blowing that they're like, we're just going to add a thousand rooms, like, it's, you're not going to be sweets or anything, you're not going to do anything really, dude, it's right on the strip, it's got to be a great view, do something special. No, no we're just going to put some rooms in there. It's probably like, well, we, and well, I've got a bit of empty space in the front. And, you know, I'm not Listen, getting, we um, have to do something. I'm not getting any younger. Right, you, right. You know, I'm down to my last seven billion. Right. You know, what's, what's a guy to do? And he's right. like, I need something for my old age. These seven really. billion aren't going to spend I'll themselves, just, folks. Let's just, uh, let's just take the wrap off and, and throw something at them. I am glad that that's being finished. But let's be honest, that is the best disguise mistake yeah. in the history of yeah. mistakes. Yeah, you actually are the one that pointed it out to me. I had literally no clue that it was not a real building. It's so impressive. It's absolutely brilliant. But that, oh, so impressed. I'm, I'm overwhelmingly impressed. <laughs> More than sure. I should be. <laughs> I mean, I would have thought he would, you know, build a statue to himself, you know, like a live, you know, like a, a really massive Statue of Liberty style Sheldon Adelson statue going, I've got the money, bitches. That would be hilarious. <laughs> like, just two middle fingers, like, bitches, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> Sheldon built this city. <laughs> Come to, um, come to Uncle Sheldy's. Right. <laughs> he could be doing the Humpty Dance every hour on the hour. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what the sign, that's what the statue does. The Humpty Dance on yeah. the hour every hour. That's the free attraction. <laughs> oh my God, that's fantastic. It'd be like the Abraham Lincoln show at Disney World. <laughs> We can definitely get visitation up from 41 million to 43 million yes, just by just the Humpty Dancing show. Absolutely. God damn. <laughs> You've got to think Digital Underground's like, I don't know who the fuck 360 Vegas is, but thank you. <laughs> Terry Vader announced via Twitter that the Mirage has signed him for another five years as the property's resident performer. The new deal has him performing at the Mirage until 2021. I have to say, we, we've, we've spoke how we've not really been interested in him. Primarily because the show is it's just more about his talent and singing and, and whatnot. But we had a listener reach out to us, like, no, that show is surprisingly dirty. <laughs> like, you you should really think, like, if, if that's what's holding you back, like, oh, I don't really care to see this guy sing. And I'm mean, not that he isn't 
insanely talented, but it's like, I kind of saw what you can do on TV. I don't, I don't really need to see it live. They're like, no, no, like, they get really dirty. I'm like, oh, puppets are saying inappropriate things? I want I, I to I see puppets like, say inappropriate things. <laughs> Somebody's been to Avenue Q. Right. <laughs> a few ideas. I own the soundtrack to Avenue Q. <laughs> That's not a bullshit. No, I believe it. That's a good song. Everyone's a little bit racist right. sometimes. The internet is for porn. <laughs> I think when I first read this, it looks like, well, he's performing till 21 minutes past eight. Well, yeah, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds about right. He probably, he probably doesn't want to go on any longer than half eight anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it's a little disappointing that Terry Fader can be at the Mirage for what will wind up being, I'm guessing, about 15-ish years. Oh, yeah. And Jeff Dunham only got that real short Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. It isn't because Vegas hasn't been begging him to be there. It's because he's like, no, I'm going to go around the world some more. Yeah, Yeah, it's, yeah, trust me, it isn't that that Terry Fader's more successful. It's that that Dunham's like, no, I can get like triple the cost if I just head over to here. So he's going to be sharing a stage with Boys to Men, which I've always found like a very dodgy name for a band. What? I assure you, especially. I assure you, very similar to New Kids on the Block, there was a, a... a decade or two where they hated their name and then just accepted it. <laughs> yeah. It's like if, you, if you're going around you know, in Vegas saying, boys to man, boys to man, it's just, you know, <laughs> you're going to get some very funny looks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did we not think of this? A true story. I actually know their, uh, I mean, I'm sure they had many throughout their careers, but I, uh, I know one of, I know someone who was the photographer for uh, New Kids on the Block. Yeah. It was, yeah, she said that she, I mean, just listening to her stories were fantastic. She said that she was with them during like the first couple of years where they were, where they were starting out and they were getting big, like where they were really doing most of the, um, like mall type tours. (laughs) And she said there would be times when they'd have, they'd be at actual like concerts (laughs) and they'd want to go to the mall. And so she would go with them because she was a nobody and nobody recognized her, but they would wear like sunglasses and she said there were times when someone would be able to recognize them despite the ball cap and the you know the sunglasses and whatnot yeah. and she said it is just the most surreal thing when all of a sudden literally hundreds of people are are pushing into you and, and and like they you know they just literally just like tear the the clothes off from them because they wanted some piece of like you know memorabilia. She said it was the it's it's the coolest and most frightening experience to ever have because it's literally a moment like snap your fingers and just hundreds of people were it just it was she's her stories are amazing That's just wild. amazing. Yeah. It's just like walking down the street with you, Tony. We we get the same reaction. <laughs> Tony, Tony. I know I frequently fight the urge him. to tear pieces of clothing off you. <laughs> which is lie. which is ironically because most people usually tell me, Tony, damn it, put your pants back on. Put your <laughs> pants on. God. Rudes. <laughs> All right. So Caesar's Palace had to be evacuated last week when a fire started around 3.30 a.m. at the top of an escalator. Guests had to be evacuated from the casino when the fire spread to nearby curtains. <laughs> it only took 25 minutes to put out and... Only took 25 minutes. How the fuck does it take that long to put out a so it's like a big curtain. on an escalator? And how big were these goddamn curtains? Well, look, it's anyway. it's a small fucking fire extinguisher. <laughs> were they running to the bar? To get glasses of Where's the fire extinguisher? It's basically they had a cocktail wedge with it, like a tray full of water, just one at a time, going, you know, six glasses. 
Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be back in a minute, hon, if you, if you tip me $5. Except when they didn't tip, you never saw the damn right, wait. never again, never again. Hour. She's like, you know what, fuck this fire. <laughs> no one was seriously injured, but three employees were treated for smoke inhalation. The damage is estimated at $180,000. Isn't that crazy? The hell were these curtains made out of? Right, exactly. <laughs> Magic spider webs. But, uh, Let me tell you how um, insanely dangerous uh, escalators are. Tell me. All right. So <laughs> I'm excited the, about this story. They're most dangerous insofar as they're, and, and this is this is designed to be. Okay, let me start over again. The tops of escalators are, and the bottoms of escalators are insanely <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> So if you're going up the escalator at the top, it's where it's most dangerous. And if you're going down the escalator, so at the if you can figure out how to just get in the middle of the escalator, you're safe. <laughs> well, no, and I'll tell you why. In just a <laughs> the whole concept is flawed. It's all, the whole thing is flawed. <laughs> What'll happen is mo so many times people get shoes, any types of shoes, but Crocs are the most <clears throat> dangerous shoe. Well, that's what those people get for wearing Crocs. Yeah, <laughs> to me that to me that's natural selection, Tony. <laughs> and the reason being is you're on you're on a moving apparatus that abuts something that does not move at all, and that's the very top of yeah, the escalator. That's, that's cute. I liked it a lot. The shoes get caught in there, and people lose toes frequently. So, because of that being such a profound problem the way they're now manufacturing these escalators is that they have the stop emergency buttons at the top and at the bottom but for the most part you can either kick the side of an escalator or if you hold on to the escalator escalator's handle you know how the escalator handle theoretically travels at about the same pace as the actual step you're you're standing right, on yeah. if you gently pull back on on the handle that also will cause it to immediately stop so you kick the side of the, the escalator it'll stop you hit the button it'll stop you hold the, the the escalator handle it'll stop and what happens is it it's a very jarring <laughs> stop so if you're going up the escalator you get that jarring stop you're not expecting it you fall forward you bash your face into the pointy part of the step in front of you right but if you're going, and when you're going down the escalator, <laughs> you're thrust forward, so the, per, the person at the top of the escalator falls down the escalator, causes a domino effect of all of the people <laughs> going down the escalator, right? So it just basically turns it, it's a human avalanche on going down. Exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. So do they have like so, like a St. Bernard, like with like the brandy bottle, just kind of in the local vicinity? Well, you, ironically enough, you're the safest if you're in the middle because, you know, because then you've got everybody in front of you breaking your fall. <laughs> okay. So everybody so, ahead of you cushions you, right. whereas there's none of people behind you to crush you. Is that what you're saying? Could have got the ratio. Yes. So you should be nervous for the majority of your ride. That's what it's exactly. So I'm but, safe as long as I stay in the middle. So right. I always stay on the Just middle step. Just keep stepping up. And keep exactly. stepping up. <laughs> so never reach the either uh, one end or the other. Tony said, Tony said this right. is <laughs> Like, don't judge me. Don't judge me. I'm, I'm being the safe one here. You, you, you were the crazy people. <laughs> but here's the grossest part about riding. Oh my God, there's more. <laughs> here we go. Uh -oh. And there's, there's more. So 
and this typically happens with women who wear those uh, god awful Pandora charm bracelets. Do you do you guys have Pandora over in England? We, uh, we do. Hey, yes. hey, hey, hey! My wife has a very Vegas specific Pandora bracelet that she adores. Well, let me tell you how your wife is going to be. It, it's hanging with. It's got hookers and blow all the way around in every compartment. It does. It does. Well, they're yeah, they're just little. I assume they're little compartments that she just pops open, sniffs, does a quick snort, listen, and listen. How do you expect this woman to tolerate me any other way? All right, let, listen, listen. Uh, we, it's a very delicate system. <laughs> here's what's here's what's going to happen to Karen someday. She's going to be holding onto the handrail. I assure you, that woman never holds onto the handrail. <laughs> one of those charms is going to get caught underneath the 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 handle it, you know the, the that rubber handle that that, that goes up along Tony, with Tony let me stop you there we aren't fat and disgusting we actually take the stairs we don't ride escalators <laughs> how, how do you get up to the top floor the second floor of the D bam you got lawyered asshole <laughs> <laughs> we walk it it just seems to be a very fast walk Tony so when those charms <laughs> get caught underneath the, the handle that's why I love it they start grinding into the actual, you know, apparatus that is the the side of the escalator, right. causing the bracelet to then start pulling against her Whoa. skin as it's being pulled into the machine itself, such that when she gets to the top of the machine, the bracelet has now completely cut through the skin on her her. Uh, wrist, and as it's being ripped off from her hand, it's pulling all of the skin off from her hand with her, and that is called degloving. All right, so here's <laughs> here's what I'm interested in: is is it a combination of they're built, or like you know those bracelets are built that well? Those are really good bracelets. They don't they don't break easily, and and, and the fact that these these uh, escalators are fucking tenacious. <laughs> like they're like something stuck in here. No, we will make it go through. It will go through. <laughs> We accept this challenge. <laughs> listen, listen. You see all the people behind you? They want to go. So, so you, effectively, you're not stuck between a rock and a hard place. You're stuck between an escalator and a Pandora bracelet. Right. right. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Is there bone and cartilage involved? We'll take care of that. You don't need to worry about that. We'll get that fixed for you. It's a true story. Yeah. So, 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 so there like, you go, kids. Next time you get on the escalator, think about all the ways you're going to die. Right. But it's going to save you a fortune in clubs. Right. But yeah, you only need one now. Exactly. Right. It's, it's, the, it's the Michael Jackson effects. Oh. <laughs> You're right. up next, Dick. <laughs> Quit drinking your it's fucking Dick wine. It's Dick now, is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, where are we? I've lost my special. I know, so right? BLT Burger was shut down this week after their follow-up inspection scored... There's a mid-D missing there, mate. Uh, scored a You're worse score dick. than the unannounced visit they received by the health department at the beginning of March. The report lists... The report lists food. Yeah, and you see, I didn't, I didn't do that wrong. For the record, for the record, I didn't me. do that wrong. That was Alistair. That was me. The report lists food unprotected from potential contamination and ineffective pest control measures. <laughs> Had that which been means cockroaches. Which That's is so fucking disgusting. disgusting. Which means they probably take lessons from the pub. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's goat cheese. No one's going to order the goat cheese. It's well, the, fine. <laughs> the funny thing about that is like. Um, in, in in Nevada, I, I don't know if this is the same anywhere else, but I, I only pay attention in Nevada. They when, when they do their inspections, you have the ability to request another one, especially once you get a shitty score like this originally. So the thing that's the most interesting to me is they had a really bad fucking score, and they're like, hey, 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 can you guys come back in like 10 days? <laughs> Going, sure, sure, no problem. You're worse. <laughs> this place is worse. What? You think this is bad? How about you come back in 10 days? We'll show you. <laughs> 
whoa, whoa. Oh, 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 we only got 39 demerits? Fuck you, bitches. Give us, give us 10 days. Yeah, yeah, the mice family aren't flying in for another week. Give us, give us, give us 10 days. They need to kind of settle in, get their bearings, you know, get over the jet lag. You think It'll be fine. this is bad? <laughs> Ever wonder what a Starbucks located in a kindergarten class would look like? Well, check out the new location in Cosmopolitan. French artist Georges Rossi, I don't care if I pronounce it right. Hugh Bruce. Whatever. Uh, was commissioned to decorate the place, and he chose shapes and colors to express his art. Warning, despite how much some of these look like a McDonald's play place, the works of art are not to be fiddled with. It's disturbing. Please Google it. It's really fucking... It's silly. It's silly. Let, let's put it that. I don't want to call it dumb or, or anything more aggressive, but, like, it's silly. It's silly. Maybe it's playful. Well, I mean, I would ask Siri, but I think I've lost a bit of faith in it today. So uh, <laughs> I'm going stick with Google. A drunk driver crashed his SUV into the back wall of the Golden Gate Hotel Casino. They then attempted to leave the scene, but hit a tree not far away from the original accident. One pedestrian was taken to the hospital for injuries. How does a pedestrian get hit? How, uh, listen... Were they standing around watching, like, oh, that's that, crazy. That guy just hit the back of the... Oh, shit, he's backing up! <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, see, this is what you get for gawking, idiot. <laughs> Mind your own business. He's basically standing there with his with his iPhone filming it. <laughs> oh, this, this car's... I'm, oh, look, that dude's just crashing into the Golden Nugget. Oh, this just, is crazy. Oh, look, he's, he's reversing. He's coming right for me. He's, oh, look, he's coming up. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you broke my iPhone, dick. <laughs> Yeah, that's you there. See, Alistair, it goes me, you, yeah. Mark. It's, me, you, it's Mark. Pretty, it's pretty... It's, yeah, so Mark hasn't done anything yet. Me, oh, yeah. you, yeah. Mark. Oh, well, you've God. just done that one. All right. You're awful. It's officially official. You're, you're, you're an embarrassment. The park... Uh, well, this, see, this is why I didn't get the co-host job. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I know. It's a, I know. What, what's more concerning is there's still like a sign on his front door that says co-host wanted that's not true in. that's not true Tony is. that's not true no it isn't it is so true and literally Taylor Dane has been sat outside <laughs> for about a week <laughs> since last week's show he's like I can do this gig and I keep pretending like she's not out there so I won't open the front door like my mail was piled up for a week so, <laughs> I just and I'm really pissed because I got a lot of great shit oh, oh, Amazon. Amazon has delivered some cool shit I'm kind of irritated Taylor's tenacious she's tenacious but I just want to, like, has Tony passed his probationary period? Do you, like, give him, like, a three-month trial period? All right, see. Are you sure you're not out? It's cheaper to outsource, like, offshore. Get some, like, out-of-country out Are you buying for the job by somehow being less expensive than free? If, if you, if, <laughs> I'll pay you to be a part of the show. <laughs> it's, it's like, if you're expecting me to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning to fit in with your schedule, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know how Matt ever did it. Like, like it, it blows my mind because literally, when Matt was co-host of the show, he's 13 hours difference. So either I'm completely lit and he's waking up hungover, or he's completely lit and I'm waking up hungover. No, no he's Australian. He's always completely lit. Right. <laughs> See, that's why it wasn't that big of a deal. It's like, I'm drinking in the morning, I'm drinking in the evening. What's the, the difference? The, the, the entire country runs on alcohol. Right. <laughs> it's like, we don't care. We've got tons of coal. We've got a lot of industry. And let's just spend it on beer. <laughs> We ride around in the pouches of kangaroos. <laughs> I'm going to drive to the store on my ute. I'm going to get some shrimps with Barbie, and it's all good. Right. <laughs> anyway, okay, so it's officially official. The park at MGM will open to the public Monday, April 4th, two days before the T-Mobile arena officially opens with the killers performing 
followed by Nicki Minaj <laughs> with oh, with Ariana Grande. Right. <laughs> and the and the seventh. And the There's no and in there. On the seventh, oh, yeah, that's my bad. Oh no, that's the seventh. You read it wrong. I didn't write yeah. it wrong. Yeah. Nick um, or Nicki Minaj and Barry yeah, Andrew. Followed by Nicki Minaj with Ariana Grande on the seventh, and the original Guns N' Roses on the eighth to the ninth. How long does that tour last, right? <laughs> like two, three months. Well, <laughs> right. They can only spend like two days in the room together. Right. Like, and it's like, and this shit's over. <laughs> it's like. It's great to see you guys again. again. I hate you. These I will hate be, you all. They'll only do the eighth show. They'll break up by the ninth. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be performing for four shows. So you'll be lucky if you get one. They're like, listen, listen. If we're going to do this, let's do Vegas, because odds are we're not going to survive Vegas. Uh, so you're Axl Rose. I didn't recognize you. <laughs> Have you, like, uh, had something done? Right. <laughs> Seems there's a cornrows thing going on here, so I'm confused. <laughs> You've been to Wayne Newton's cos- uh, cosmetic surgeon, haven't you? <laughs> he pulls really hard. <laughs> <laughs> pulls hard, staples tight. <laughs> so they've so all been to, was it, the Liberace? <laughs> the Liberace Cosmetic Surgery Clinic. <laughs> school. School for, co- <laughs> for cosmetic surgery. <laughs> They, they got free cosmetic surgery because they allowed the students to practice on them. Practicing for 50 years, but we only say 30. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to coming attractions. <laughs> This is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. Uh, Due to popular demand, allegedly, (laughs) Rod Stewart's residency at Caesars Coliseum has been extended, adding nine shows in August. Wasn't it like, was it due to increased alimony payments? (laughs) Rod Stewart will be performing. (laughs) In preparation for his next divorce. So we have, what's it, so Jay Moore is performing at South Point Friday and Saturday, April 28th, 20, no, no, 20th. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I love that you Hang make fun minute, of me so, when I forget look, fucking punctuality. How, pun, how much, I guess it's not punctuality. How much of it's this, is this actually in liters? Pun, punctuation? Punctuation is what I was going I'm, I'm showing Mark the bottle of wine, and how much is left of the bottle of wine, Mark? Well, listen, I've been drinking since fucking 10 a.m. Go fuck yourself. It's well. This is in milliliters. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah. Jay Moore, <laughs> time to time to get professional Tony, up, buddy. I, this is. I can't believe Tony is the most sober person in this. I, I in agree. This it's disturbing here. and and relatively enraging. Tony, drink, chug, chug, shot, 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 shot. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so Jay Moore is performing at South Point Friday and Saturday, April 29th and 30th. Show start at 7:30 p.m. Tickets start at $30. Christopher Titus is performing at South Point Friday through Sunday, June 17th through the 19th. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at $30. Charo is still alive. <laughs> and I performing. swear I didn't plan that you would get this, but it's fitting and hilarious. Uh, she's performing at the South Point uh, Friday and Saturday, June 24th and 25th. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at an outrageously priced twenty-five dollars. <laughs> what the fuck? She, she should be in the in the in the free vicinity. <laughs> oh my god, she should be she should be on Fremont Street in one of the circles. 
How is Charo getting paid and, and all these bands we know from the 80s and 90s performing free on Fremont? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you're hungry like the wolf, then Jim Jeffries is performing at the Mirage oh, Friday and Saturday, so June the 24th to 25th. Show starts at 10 p.m. Tickets start at $60. I love Jim Jeffries. Is he from the UK. that group? No, no, he's not from that group. I'm cool. taking the Mickey out. Of, sorry, I'm taking the piss out of you, Tony, for saying "Hungry Like the Wolf" when it wasn't Duran Duran, and it was uh, "Thinking Me Bobs." It's a, yeah, it's, a, it's an extended joke, Tony. Yeah, it's, I, I understand I'm you live in the moment, Tony. Tony I'm mocking you. <laughs> I'm mocking you, Tony. <laughs> yes, but you um, do it with such, with your British accent. Oh, it's so, so fancy. Like, you're like going, "Ooh, Alice is talking." I'm, I'm mocking you on the interwebs. See, this is a permanent record, so kind of. <laughs> Semi when 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 aliens attack and you know take over the planet and kind <laughs> this of, is this is what sorting, they use to benchmark. They'll be uh, sorting through the internet. They'll come across an episode where Tony says about and they go, hmm, I thought that was Duran Duran. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and when they when they start trying to decide who it is, they're going to bring like, up like, what? Well, well, wait a minute. Like, this, Are this, you the Tony Snyder that said? <laughs> I think it's him. <laughs> I can't even get the aliens like, to alien probe me. Seriously, Do you know what that guys, does to my ego? My anus is amazing. Come on. <laughs> you just, just well, we're, we're a couple states. Well, well, I think we're next door to Arkansas here, so I'm sure. If you, if you, if you, if you, if you travel down, I'm sure there'll be like a whole population waiting for that. Right. Anus. Sui? Sui? No, no. Um, so, or it's 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 I can't, I can't laugh hard or, enough, Tony. Hold on. Could, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Framboise lives in uh, Arkansas, and she's the Palais of Anal. I don't actually know what's going on right now. <laughs> it's Archer. Alistair's falling head over heels in love with Archer. <laughs> well, don't forget you can find links just to, just to these and all the artists we report on in our attractions calendar on the blog. Let's check anal. the river. All right, so we've got some listener feedback. Specifically, we've got a question from at Patton. He says, from Mandalay to Wynn, how many employees do you think it takes to run the Vegas Strip daily? All right, so I did some basic research. Don't read forward. Don't surely, read forward. surely it's just like one person from one end to the other. <laughs> right. They have just this giant treadmill you run on the actual... <laughs> It's just one employee that starts off at Riviera. And they're they're, all the way they're, down to they're hamsters that have been put into slavery underneath the, the underbellies of the Vegas Strip. They're running their asses off. <laughs> it's just an army. Oh, it's brutal. It's it's it's, it's barbaric. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not proud of Vegas when it comes to this. <laughs> Don't read forward. I have scrolled to... You see, I'm in no position to read anything right now. So I have scrolled the screen down to a position where I have no idea what comes next. Everything is a... Pleasant surprise. All right, gentlemen. So I, I did some basic mathematical research. Obviously, this the, none of this is official. It's just what I could deduct from my drunken research. What do you gentlemen think that 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 Vegas would would run? To how how many people? Uh, Twenty four hours. More than twelve, surely. <laughs> You're not, you're not. Well, that's not true. If each of them worked two-hour increments, that's See? 24. You're not thinking. Well, it's more than, surely there's more than 24 properties on the strip, so unless they kind of <laughs> take turns in running from backwards and forwards. I'll be in just a second, sir. 
Hope you just <laughs> Except for poor Alistair, who's still waiting to get checked in. Exactly. Okay, it's, like, it's like, I've been here three days and I can't get checked in. I just want to go to my room. Sir, 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 this, I will be this, with you in a minute. <laughs> you are not the only person trying to check in today. <laughs> Do you know how many more properties I have to go to <laughs> and check the plan? Be, oh, you think you've been in line, be, sir? I've been running up and down the strip all day. I'm tired. Give me a minute. Give me a ballpark. Serious ballpark. I, I would imagine probably 100,000. Holy, in a day? 100,000 oh. employees work in a day. Well, think about it. Jesus Christ, Tony. Think about, I'm being completely serious. Think about just in one particular casino, you've got the housekeeping staff. You're going to love you've these numbers when I give them the to you. <laughs> that number is... <laughs> go, so, go okay, on. So, so how many properties do we have on the strip property? Mm, I, I wasn't prepared uh, for this. Uh, uh, 80,000. People. 80,000 people. It's probably more than... Mm. All right, so... <laughs> According to Vegas Inc., MGM is the largest employer in Vegas with 62,000 employees, followed by Caesar at 24,000. Wynn comes in at 4,000, or I'm sorry, they come in at fourth place with 12,000. Las Vegas Sands comes in at fifth with 9,000. Now let's go through the independents. Cosmopolitan employs 5,000, Trop has 1,500. And it is disturbing that Treasure Island doesn't even make the list when you consider the lowest to make the list is a phone company that employs 750 people. <laughs> let's let's assume it's got something to do with their company structure because that's far too disturbing to fucking. Well, I, I know for a fact there is one cocktail waitress on the TI floor <laughs> any one time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and she's doing everything. Right. <laughs> she's wearing sneakers, <laughs> literally. So, according to the math, that means that the strip employs roughly 114,000 employees. Thank no. you. Thank you. I was, I was, I was closest without going over, Alistair. Oh, well, I said eighty thousand. Hold, 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 no. hold on. We're trying okay. to. The question is, how many employees do you think it takes to run Vegas Strip daily? We're talking about everything that these companies employ. You're way <laughs> over. No way. So <laughs> I stand by my number. If all. <laughs> <laughs> so, if. All of these companies on the strip employ 114,000 people. Vegas is a 24-7 town, so let's figure that it's about 16,000 plus a day. 16,000 plus. Tony's like 100,000. 100,000 people like, Jesus fucking Christ, Tony. <laughs> Sir, can I help you? 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 Why didn't say they worked at Caesars Entertainment? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, ideally, there should be 100,000 people working on this well, job. I, I, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> I don't think they count the porn slappers. <laughs> but uh, I, I went a little bit further, and I, I looked at, so it, figuring that there's about 16,000 people that work a day in Vegas. Uh, according to the Nevada Department of Numbers, the average annual income is 60000 in twenty in 2014, which would mean the strip pays roughly a million dollars in salaries per day to run. That doesn't sound nearly as as impressive to me as sixteen thousand people. One but, minute, but no, no, Mark, you're assuming that these people only work one day a week. Then, no, these hundred fourteen thousand employees only get two days off from work. Okay, 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 Tony. Tony the, <laughs> the question is is how much does it cost for a day 
in Vegas. So all these things that we're coming up with, all these numbers, you have to boil them down to one day. How much does it cost to pay somebody for one day to work in, to, to run your property, to run all of the properties on, on the Vegas Strip? In one day, how much do all those properties pay or, or employ people? It, well, the question was, how many employees do you think it takes to run the Vegas Strip daily? That's 16, I think it takes roughly, uh, divide 114,000 by seven, that's number of days in the week, and then multiply that number by five, assuming they get two days off from work. But now you're talking yeah. about more than one day. No! I'm, I'm, Tony, I'm with you. I've got you back. Let's take him These... down. Take him down now. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to use logic and common sense. <laughs> well, right, I'm no. going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. So if, if a man has 10 bottles of beer <laughs> and we take two bottles away from the uh, man with the 10 bottles He's of beer, how annoyed <laughs> on a level of 1 to 10 is, is that, that man yeah. about you I want, I want this question to be, uh, listen, I don't care what the answer is. Now I just want this question to be over. <laughs> how, how many beer fountains are there on the left side of strip on an any daily basis? There are three very well-documented beer fountains. <laughs> They just all appeared at once. I mean, you know, over a couple hours. So basically, Tony was right. Congratulations, Tony. Whatever, you, yeah. You, 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 uh, you, you, you the answer, Tony. We don't know the answer to your question at J. Mark Patton, and fuck you for asking it, because now we're all angry <laughs> at each other. Because now we're actually yeah, all hating each other. Now we don't like each other. <laughs> but basically, essentially, you've been lawyered, and uh, yeah, by Tony. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's probably going to do it then for... Episode number Yeah, nine. I think it is, Tony. Because <laughs> <laughs> we hate each other. Now you've got 13 now more pages of notes, but we're done. <laughs> Thank you, J. Mark Pat, for ruining this show. <laughs> now you've put friends at each other's throats. Like, I, I, you know, I, I now know exactly Next how, week we announce the new host of this show. <laughs> <laughs> the show is now going on hiatus for the next three months. But we search for a new like, co-host. <laughs> I feel as if I'm like a member of Guns N' Roses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, I was like, I, oh, maybe I was a bit too harsh on Guns N' Roses. And I was like, no, literally. They just start putting out episodes that are like, that are like 30 seconds long. Like, we don't have a show this week. I don't know if I'm going to be a host. <laughs> From next week, there'll be rerun episodes of the Vacancy <laughs> 60 podcast. In the meantime, enjoy this record from Taylor Dane. <laughs> Duran Duran. Royalty free. <laughs> and that's the last of the wine. Yes. Oh, that's well. Hey, it worked out well since we uh, since we've uh, are closing out the show. Thank you friends. all for listening, downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so by going to the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show via PayPal donations. You can buy stuff from our merchandise store, which is zazzle.com slash 360vegas, or help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Mark, is there going to be, and, and also, uh, joking aside, is there going to be a show next week? It's, it's, it's like you can see into my soul, Tony. There, there will not be a show because we are, we are going to attend your, your festivities, sir. Because you broke everything during this show. Right. And essentially, <laughs> right. this is just an excuse. Right. <laughs> right. I will be taking interviews in Louisville. Yeah, but Vice Lounge Online is doing their, their own booze gambling uh, cigar festivities in, in Kentucky. And I will be partaking. Uh, uh, support. I don't, I don't, this doesn't sound interesting to me at all. We'll, be, no, we'll just be there mocking Tony. We may record that. <laughs> we'll just be spending the weekend undermining Tony's confidence. <laughs> because, because he's such a delicate little flower. And, you know. <laughs>
But no, yeah, we won't yeah, have yeah. a regular show next week because I will be enjoying the company of both of my co-hosts. And there's, there's probably not going to be a review either because this asshole hasn't actually got down to uh, hey, any more stuff with me. Hey, hey, I'm just going with the flow right now. Don't hate. I spent, uh, a- I spent ages writing those reviews for you. In proper English, not like this pigeon English that you stuff right, send across see, now, to me. Now you make me angry. Now, wow. now I'm angry. It's, pigeon English. I was, I was going to say, where can they find you? But I don't want them to find you. Tony, where can they find you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm over at Vice Lounge OL or at Tony Snyder. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be sitting in a corner where, where Mark is going to be beating me with a Louisville slugger for the next half an hour. That's, it, that, that's, that's not, that's not exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> We will, uh, uh, I don't know. We'll see you in two weeks.